welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show turned podcast Too Beautiful to Live in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I'm Bobby Pape, and flanking me from Austin, Texas, is Mike Frizzell. Uh, good afternoon, Mike. Good morning to you. Yes, uh, good morning, Bobby. Good afternoon to you. This is a nice, rare, time zone, fun, midday recording session for us, uh, which is great because the sound interruptions at home are minimal, and I'm technically getting paid by my day job. So Sweet. It works for me. Uh, this is a Friday edition of the show. It's been a while since I've hosted one of these. It's fun to be back. Uh, rather than our Monday morning recaps of your latest week at TBTL, this is our chance to let our hair down, or lack thereof, Mike, and... Uh, talk to a 10 about their favorite moments in TVTL history and a little bit about them. And today we are joined by one of our favorites from the Stens page, Patricia Lopez. Good morning in Denver, Patricia. Good morning and good afternoon. Thank you very much. Thanks for finally coming on. I think we've been wanting to do this for a long time and you've brought a very special dear to my heart and to many listeners' hearts topic to us today. Uh, but before we do that, we'll talk about some things we must discuss, followed by a little bit more about you, Patricia. Then we'll talk about your clip from TBTL history. Uh, and after all that, if we have anything left in the tank, we'll talk about how listeners can get involved and do a little housekeeping. Uh, Mike, should we go ahead and talk about what we're going to be talking about? Or do you want to get your nasty business out of the way first? Let's get my my business out of the way first. I, I think... Um, I think we have the right person on this week to talk about this. Uh, Patricia Lopez, uh, you are, um, you're a very avid follower of TBTL and little red bandwagon. It seems right. I am. Um, there's the, nobody that we can count on more to, to point out if we've made a mistake or said <laughs> something wrong or gotten some, gotten some facts, uh, mixed up. Uh, but this last week you didn't, you didn't jump on me about something that someone did jump on me about. And, and believe me, this is all, this is all in love. We, we love interacting with the listeners and of course we're going to make mistakes and we need to be corrected. Uh, what, what happened this past week is uh, it was on the recap show. I said, and I haven't gone back and listened. So um, Patricia, you've, you've heard it more recently yep. than I have, or Bobby has. I, I think I said that, because uh, the discussion was Luke had gone to the movies alone and was trying to entertain a couple guys at the movies with his comments at the Hateful Eight. Uh, Hateful Eight is actually a good name for a bad chain of theaters. But um, <laughs> but he was talking about uh, how he went to the movies alone and it led to a discussion. I, it wasn't even a very long discussion of going to the movies alone. And I said that I wouldn't want my daughter going to the movies alone. Mm -hmm. um, did I? Did, did I say more than that? I mean, you, you tell me, tell me what was your impression of what I said? And then, and then please take us through um, the thread on the LRB page. Cause I mean, I could take everybody through it, but I'm obviously biased because I'm being defensive here. So, okay. um, so give, give an, uh, give a listener's perspective of what I said and then what was put up on the page. Okay. So um, what you said was that, it'd probably be a bad thing for a woman to go to the movies alone because it's unsafe and you wouldn't want your daughter doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think you guys, you know, Bobby and Meredith chipped in saying, yeah, you know, if you're on the move <laughs> or have a laptop in front of you in a coffee shop, you're fine. 
Um, so it was sort of, to me, it was a commentary on, you know, protectiveness of women. Mm-hmm. Um, now what happened in the Facebook page was really different. And I thought it was a little bit hysterical, <laughs> you know, it was, um, jumping immediately into misogyny. Hysterical might be a loaded term, actually. We want to clarify. Okay. Just a, maybe just a bit of a a leap. That's the way I read it. And I'm probably a little biased too, mm-hmm. dude. I I didn't notice any significance in the conversation we were having when it happened, which for its own set of reasons could be problematic, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't want to throw another term out there like hysterical, which also has some negative female connotations. Yes, true enough. Okay. Uh, unnecessarily. Let right. me try again. All right. Um, so on the Facebook page, the commentary talked about misogyny and um, whether your comments were sort of a broader comment on what women should be able to do. That, that's how I interpreted mm-hmm. it. What do you guys think? Well, um, I, I tend to agree with that. Um, I just, I think the, like Bobby said, it was a, it was a leap, uh, and it made me sorry that I said anything. It doesn't change my feelings. Um, it's just being a guy and being a guy who's been around, uh, like jock culture, fraternity culture and jail culture in my life. I know men are fucking terrible. Sorry, Aiden. Men, <laughs> men are terrible and, and they are opportunists. And when they see, um, when, when men see certain type of men, see a woman alone and not occupied by doing anything, um, they see an opportunity to, harass that woman or, uh, you know, all the way, all the way down to really horrible things. And, and my problem when we were recording that show is, you know, on the weekends, Emily watches a lot of murder TV and (laughs) and Nat Geo, if you're a single woman and we see you on Nat Geo, uh, channel, you're going to be killed. You're going to be stalked and killed. Uh, you know, uh, those shows just go on all weekend. There's, there's one just dedicated to stalking, and then, of course, there's Wives with Knives and Cajun Justice. I mean, they all have their own angle. And that particular weekend, we had been watching a show about uh, fellas that that stalk people. And it was just fresh in my mind. And I said that. And I'm, I'm not saying I would ever stop my my imaginary daughter from going to the movies alone if she were you know old enough to handle herself. But I'm saying I wouldn't like it. I would worry. And, yeah. and I don't, I don't think that's going to change in my lifetime. And w- what made me um, sad about that thread was it, it got into the the different things that women actually do need to do or do to protect themselves. Like Tierra, who's a really independent girl who does, you know, so much uh, on her own. She, you know, talked about the weapon or weapons that she carries yeah. in order to be able to live her life. And it's sad to me. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can say this, that, you know, you're right about, the fact that there are elements of danger. I don't know that sitting in a movie theater is dangerous. I do that all the time. And I've traveled all over the world by myself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it is about, yeah, the, the, what makes me sad too is that I have to worry about it and you don't. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, 
I don't let that stop me from doing the things I do, but I, I do have that sort of natural alertness that women develop. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, when I'm in a movie theater, for example, I feel pretty safe just because there are a couple hundred people around me. Yeah. I guess I was picturing, you know, a different scenario, like an afternoon showing with like five people in the theater yeah. and you just see a woman sitting there, you know, and I'm, I've, I worry about that. Just like, you know, we go to these, um, we go to these doctor's appointments for uh, the neurosurgeons and the oncologists and all that. And, and when I see a woman alone in those mm-hmm. offices, it's, I feel protective yeah. as well because I'm like, it's, you know, I wish, I wish she had someone to go through this with. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's just some, it's some version of that. And, and, and maybe it makes me slightly misogynistic, but I, I'm not going to change. And well, and I think, you know, I, you know, I know I do tend to get um, sharpshooty and technical, but I think you have to be real careful with the words that you use when you're mm-hmm. creating this discussion because misogyny is about hating women. Right. This to me is more, you know, a touch of the sexism, but, but not really. I mean, it, it's a realistic view that women are in more, da- you know, more peril than men are generally. And misogyny really is about keeping women down. And that's not what you were saying at all. So I right. felt I felt protective of you, Mike. I, I thought it was a little bit, um, you know, that's that's a loaded word. Well, so we're looking for a word somewhere between chivalry and misogyny. Yeah, chivalry. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> I mean, it is, it's a protective instinct and quite rightly so. And I think that's kind. I don't think that that's creepy. And it's, I, I I think it was being bent to be creepy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> it's, I, there's just no way I can get, w- when I'm in full armor and on top of my horse, it's hard to get into the theater. I, you have to <laughs> duck way down. And then sometimes yeah. the woman won't take your hand and jump up on, you know, right. it's just, you don't know when it's welcome and when it's not. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's all I had on that, Bobby. I, I had a couple of notes I made while we, while you were talking, the first is something I didn't know, which is that wives with knives is a real thing. It is. It is. Here, wait, here's how I picture what they do at, at Nat Geo and some of these other channels too. They, they have, they, they sit in a conference room and they have every murder that's happened in the last 30 years. They have it summarized uh, on a sheet of paper or on, on something they can stick up on a whiteboard. And then they have all their shows that they need to fill up. And they just take every murder and decide, oh, well, uh, was this a stalker one? I'll put it over here. Is this a wife, a wife with a knife? <laughs> Let's put it over here until they have enough to fill out a whole season of each, <laughs> each one of those shows. And I, I just, that's how they have to do it, right? Yeah, it's like a word cloud. Right. So like whichever, whichever, whichever terms are coming up, like, and one comment about that too, like I watch a lot of those shows and I feel like a lot of media is about the culture of fear. Right. Mm -hmm. So people find it enticing and they like to watch it. I mean, it also helps, you know, to some extent it helps us understand how crime happens and who we should really be afraid of, but it is also kind of that bloodthirsty angle. Which well, I'm also guilty of, by the way. I love those shows. I've I've told this story before, but it bears telling at this point. Um, it was the first time that that we had gone to visit 
Emily's parents in Baton Rouge. I had already asked Emily to marry me and we were staying in a hotel around Thanksgiving in Baton Rouge. And Emily at the time did not have cable at her house. So she was pretty hungry to watch some television when we were in the hotel. And uh, we went to bed and I woke up at about four and she was uh, staring at me. The light of the television was still <laughs> on. She was staring at me and I said, what's going on? And, and she said, I have to kill you. <laughs> and I said, why? And she says, because, because you're going to kill me. So I have to kill you first because she had been watching at that time. MSNBC, I think had like Dateline marathon going on and it does, it gets in your head. It's like, it's head you sure. just think, Oh, the mailman's going to murder me or I'm going to murder the mail. So someone's going to get murdered today. I don't want it to be me. So maybe I have to take a few people out first. She's just being proactive. Right, right. I couldn't really blame her. After all the murder shows we've watched since then, I, you know, we all, we all, we give each other the side eye about 20 hours a day. <laughs> what a loving relationship you yeah, have. Fantastic. So did we get that clear? I, you know what? I should do something here because, uh, uh, Patricia, you're far too kind to Mike. Um, <laughs> Just so to keep gonna... everything in perspective, Mike is still a terrible person. Oh, I know went, that. Yeah, that's... went to prison. Sure. <laughs> I just want everyone to know that. Yeah, that's a given. Empirically, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> Empirically. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to not talking about ourselves anymore. We're really sure. good at talking about ourselves, but uh, Mike, I think you have some interviewing to do. Uh, absolutely. Uh, let me do my Christy. Hello, Patricia. Hello, Mike. I'm doing my Christy too. Patricia, um, how did you find TBTL? Um, you know, I was trying to track down exactly how I heard about it, and maybe this will trigger a memory for you guys. I had heard a clip maybe on another podcast saying that this was a podcast that did not open with the host's weight. Um, and I wondered what that was about, so I tracked it, I tracked it down from there. Um, cause I didn't know what that was a reference to. And that happened to be a couple days before the, the thousandth show. Uh-huh. Um, so once I tracked it down, my first episode, well, to jump ahead a little bit yeah, is, cool. um, the thousandth show. And that's how I, I heard about all the memes and stuff. Didn't we have a guest on recently that it was the same, same yeah, thing? Thousandth yeah. show right around there. That's interesting. Yeah, so you're, so there, your relationship with TPTL is just built on lies. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> were you said that um you heard a reference to a show starting with the the host wait is it something about that inherently interesting to you that you wanted to find that yeah i just thought um because i do listen to a lot of podcasts and it, they what i like about the ones that i've chosen is that they sort of have a unique format so at that time i think i was just listening to maybe this American Life, Mark Marin and um, Ari Shafir, and so I was looking for a new voice, and I thought that something that quirky would probably be pretty interesting if that's mm-hmm. how they started it out. Did you uh, go back at all, or or you've just listened to that show forward? I did, and you know, when I was prepping for this show, I looked back, and I think I I went back to about eight fifty somewhere mm-hmm. around there because there was so much, you know, after the thousands show there was so much buzz about Jen and you know her involvement with the show so I wanted to get part of that um 
I guess, part of that mythology <laughs> sorted out. Mm-hmm. And when I listened to the Th- Thousand Show, I had no idea what, what the fuck was going on. You know, it's like all these jokes that I had no idea what the context was. So, I, you know, it's like a club and I wanted to be in on the club <laughs> because I thought, you know, the hosts were likable. The format was interesting. So I did go back and track down maybe 150 shows. <laughs> to be fair, Luke was so rip shit drunk. Yeah. By the end of the thousand show, I don't think he knew what they were talking about either. <laughs> fair enough. Well, I think what's, what's, uh, what attracts me is when you come to something midstream and you, you hear all these inside jokes, um, it can be a turnoff if you don't think the people are very funny. Yeah. Uh, but if you just inherently can tell or think that the person is funny, you're like, okay, well, eventually I'll, <laughs> I'll be rolling in this. You know. this pan out. Well, and there, you know, the thing is with those guys, like even when things are a mess, they're still really likable. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to, I mean, I thought like with the 2000s show, there were some weird format stuff like Sean's cooking show and stuff, but, um, you know, they mean, well, <laughs> they have big hearts and you can still see it in the thousand show, you know, they're trying to have fun. They're trying to entertain people. And I just thought they were really likable. Mm-hmm. So I think it didn't take me more than five or six shows before I was really hooked. And then it just became must listen. Do you keep up, uh, like daily or do you uh, binge listen? Um, usually it's daily. I think that, um, it's been, you know, recently I've been traveling a lot and sorting stuff out. So I sort of, I, I deliberately rack up about 10 shows cause I do long okay. trips. So I like to have it for the plane and stuff. But, um, you know, if you do it that way, you really do miss out a lot of the, <laughs> the Facebook stuff. Right. Um, and right. I feel like that's kind of a companion piece. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think, um, I look at our recap shows as kind of a reward to people that are completely caught up mm-hmm. because uh it's it's much more enjoyable to listen to our recap if you've actually heard the shows although i know there are some people now who just listen to the recap and and have started to skip the shows oh, thank you to those people that's a disaster that's um, <laughs> for some well but it's and it's also that i mean you there are like bobby pointed out like there there are big story arcs you know yeah. so mm-hmm. Even if you miss a couple of days of, you know, a week of LRB and a couple of days of TBTL, you're pretty much down in the muck. Like, it's very hard to sort out what's happening, right? Yeah, yeah. And the shows have been so long lately. Yeah, uh, 75 minutes. Yeah. I mean, our we we take a lot of crap for how long our shows are, but uh, I think almost every show of theirs last week was longer than our recap show. Yeah. Um. So, uh, have you, have you written in, have you had any letters read? Have you talked on the air with the guys, any interaction with the show? Um, I've written in and I was, I've never been on TBTL, but I was actually on the Andrew Walsh show, uh, right before he left for LA. Someone else recently said that, wasn't it Meredith? I think she was on the Andrew Walsh show, something like that. I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 uh, what was the context? Well, those guys were for some reason they were all hopped up about Uber at the time and the sharing economy. So I wrote a note to Nick Jaron and just said, you know, it's very similar to this whole Airbnb thing. And Airbnb was a topic because um, Andrew and Genevieve were trying to find a place in LA Mm -hmm. and they were talking a lot on TBTL about 
you know, the logistics of moving temporarily with pets and stuff like that. So I thought it would be kind of a good tie in. Um, and yeah, the next day they said, we'd like to have you on the show. So I have a ni- I had a nice talk with Andrew and now, was that, um, was that because you are, were an early adopter of the sharing economy and knew yeah. a lot about Uber and, and Airbnb and such? Yeah. And cause on Airbnb, I'm a host and a guest, right? So okay. it's, it was a good, he wanted to know my perspective of hosting and whether I was scared and, um, how I could stand having people in my space, which is such an Andrew thing, right? Yeah, like it's sort of yeah. like the last thing he'd ever do. But, um, yeah, it was interesting because a couple of weeks later on TBTL, he, he said that he had rented that Airbnb with that French actress or whatever oh, yes. in LA. And that was a whole new arc. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I felt kind of flattered to be part of that. Two things yeah. about that. Uh, the, the first thing is when you get uh, to host a radio show or a popular podcast like TBTL, you can actually use your time on the air to do research for your own personal <laughs> life, which is <laughs> great. Uh, I would definitely take advantage of that too. Um, the other thing is, uh, Bobby, you know a lot about that particular point in, uh, in TVTL history. Do you not, did you not find that French actress pretty quickly? <laughs> uh, I, I may have found that French act. Boy, this episode is just going to be full of things that I have dug into far too deeply. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're about Never to get there. Never too deep. <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, I've never actually done Airbnb. I've, I've looked at it from time to time and there are options I've considered. Uh, but yes, I isolated the French roommate. How did, dare we ask? I don't think that's a question I can answer <laughs> on the air because Andrew might possibly listen to this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but he knows that I did. Yeah. So and there's that. Let me just say this. She was fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know if Genevieve ever saw a picture of this girl, but um boy. <laughs> but you know, you know what was really sweet about that period was that um you know, he was really kind of tearing his hair out about how they were going to move the pets and who was going to go first and all that stuff and then he nailed down this accommodation and Luke totally supported him by saying, you know, you are the last person who would ever take advantage of that situation. Mm-hmm. And it really, to me, like it fleshed out Andrew's character, yeah. right? Yeah. Because yeah. he's such a sweet, sweet person. And for anybody else, this would be like, if if Luke were to do this, everybody would be going, Oh God, well, that's a terrible <laughs> idea. You know, it's, it's just, it it doesn't, it it doesn't bode well, but for Andrew, it's like, yeah, he's going to stay with this hot actress. (laughs) It it just, it was fascinating. It was a completely different angle because he's so, he's such an outlier. Yeah. Yeah. I I enjoyed that, that period. Um, Were there, did you have any other interaction with the show? Surely you've written in. Oh yeah. I've written in and um, you know, recently there was a time when those guys were beating themselves up for beating themselves up. (laughs) <laughs> and I, which is just so meta, right? Um, so I wrote in and said, you know, you guys beat yourselves up exactly enough. Like it's not, that's part of the, like, that's part of the whole tone of the show. Don't you yeah. think? Yeah. Is this constant uh, inability to manage their demons? Like it's just, that's sort of the theme. Um, you know, all the 
the diets and all the crappy production and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's sort of what makes CBTL, CBTL. So I wrote in and, and Andrew, of course, not Luke, uh, wrote me back and thanked <laughs> me. Um, and I have actually sent in my music recommendations and those have not been played. So I was pretty disappointed by that. Mm. I, I wonder I, if they get a real backlog of those. I mean, I, I'm sure what happens is they don't get saved. So yeah, you should just I'm, take a new run at it every week if you've got one, because well, I think they just sort of pick one on the fly very quickly. Right. Yeah. But what they said was like the same way you guys did, like, they're like, please send them in. We need them. Oh, right. right, right. So they were having, they had a dearth at some point, which is when I picked it up and sent something in, but it didn't get picked up. So that's cool. I'm used to rejection from well, those two. Well, people, I mean, so many people are, are, people are probably more passionate about music than they are about TBTL. So when, when they put out a call, I bet they just get buried mm-hmm. with music because um, like whenever there's a, a thread on the stands about music, that's guaranteed to, you know, go on for days oh, yeah. and days and days. Yeah. People, people are very passionate about music. Everyone thinks that everyone should listen to their, to their music. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I've, boy, they should. I, I've always been in favor of just having David Burbank in charge. I was just going to say that like they, those two, because, you know, Luke has, what is he on a jillion shows right now? He's got yeah. so much going on and they don't seem to have any, I don't know what their sort of admin support situation is, mm-hmm. but they are at the stage now where they've got so many little subtopics going on. I believe their admin support consists of whatever they can convince Duba to do for them. <laughs> Somebody, maybe David could take over answering their emails, something like that. Because <laughs> they're, but David is, I mean, he seems pretty, you know, pretty excited every time he's involved in the show. Mm-hmm. And it's not that often. Yeah. And he's in college and we all know there's spare time. Yeah. You got lots of time That's in right. college. Um, or Addie. Addie, isn't Addie studying broadcast? journalism i don't know what she's studying actually oh no his brother is i think yeah. his other brother sammy yeah right um when he's not fighting off the pirates at Trader joe's want to buy something sell it to him i don't get it um <laughs> so so i'm down to the to the nitty-gritty the the real question um why does tbtl matter to you patricia um i think like a lot of listeners it came to me in a very difficult time. Um, so having the, those voices, you know, the consistency every day, something to look forward to, that was really important to me. Um, but I guess more to the point, it's, you know, who the voices are coming from, right? Those two are so weird and silly and have these sweet moments between them. You know, the two bros brown it up thing in a non- frat boy way um they're just so kind to each other and sweet to each other much of the time not all of the time and to me it was you know I was in a a, just a really rough time of my life with a lot of transition and it was the consistency and that sort of warmth that I was getting from those guys and then of course when things got better it was you know not something I wanted to leave behind just because it was part of my daily routine and such a joy for me. So that's, that's why it matters to me. I think it's pretty similar to a lot of other people. And you're in Denver now, you mentioned before we started rolling that you want to get the, uh, Tenverites, uh, getting back together. There are a lot of great tens 
in yeah. Denver. And and especially yeah. the get together would be really pleasant since Matt has moved to Cripple Creek. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they said when we met up. Um, <laughs> I won't name names. I did. Um, we had a meetup back in May. And it was about, I think, six or eight of us. You know, mm-hmm. it was the, sort of the core group. You probably know everybody. Um, so we're we're getting there, but I think we're we lack momentum. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all the all the old people. You know, the the people who have been around for a while and have been to a lot of the events and mm-hmm. been on the show. So it's been a, it was a nice time. I think we've had we've had Robin on. Uh, yeah, Robin was there too. Uh, Joe Michael is a friend of mine in Denver. Um, mm-hmm. April. Jason, yep. April, yeah. I, I haven't some, met April yet. She seems to be she zooms around a lot, right? Doesn't she? Yeah, she's travel she for travels work? for her job. So. She has the best job anyone's ever had. I know hotel reviews, right? Yeah, I think I think um, I think it would be the best job in the world for about ten years. Then I think I'd probably want to kill myself. Yeah, I think you'd need to be in your mid <laughs> mid twenties, and then you'd be done with it. Yeah, yeah, but, but it's definitely something I'd want to take a, a shot at. For a while. You don't understand, though. I want to live in the movie up in the air and not <laughs> worry about any of the consequences. <laughs> right. Dream right. job. Well, I'm in HR, so that is a lot of my job. Mm-hmm. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> well, um, the reason we've convened is to talk about Golf Man. Bobby, take us through Golf Man. If I wasn't so lazy, I would edit in a fanfare. <laughs> right there. Uh where to begin? I think the hardest part with this, and and Patricia, you put in this topic very early on mm-hmm. in our starting this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the biggest thing was we, I think we just didn't know where to start mm-hmm. with Golf Man. There are so many episodes, uh, it's been tackled so many times. It's such a big thing. It's one of these big arcs that just we dip back into every once in a while, and it's it's been a long time now. This clip. I forget how long ago things happened until we go back and look. The clip that we ended up running with for today is from June 27th, 2013. Uh, And I think this one does a great job of summarizing the golf man experience. Uh, I guess we probably have to do some background because there are probably some people listening right now who have little to no context for who golf man is. Yeah. So uh, Golf Man is a Cairo AM to FM hate listener. <laughs> that's that's KIRO uh, News Radio in Seattle. Right. Uh, where TBTL started and where Luke and Andrew have both hosted their own shows. Mm-hmm. Cairo is what? Um, mostly a conservative bent station? Yes. Yes. For probably 16 hours a day. It's yeah. Conservative. And. <laughs> that doesn't count the coast to coast portion of the 24 hour right. cycle. <laughs> right. Cause that's just crazy. That's, right. that's not, there's no political bent to crazy. And so you can imagine listeners who live in the conservative echo chamber. And this is not to judge anyone who has a conservative opinion. That's fine. Uh, but you think of the person who is just sort of regurgitating rhetoric and is generally angry and, is not particularly thought out about this. Uh, I just told someone last night, so we're recording on Wednesday afternoon. Last night, State of the Union was on. I used the comments from old Facebook friends about the State of the Union to decide whether or not I should unfriend them last (laughs) night. 
and it was producer Jeremy in a group chat who said, wait, why are you just unfriending people who disagree with you? And I said, no, I'm not disagreeing with people who dis- I'm not unfriending people who disagree with me. I'm unfriending people who are illiterate and putting no thought into the garbage that they're spewing while they're disagreeing with me. Mm-hmm. And that's Golf Man. Yep. Golf Man never missing a chance to write in and shit all over <laughs> anyone he doesn't agree with, uh, with just a string of uh, illogical, poorly punctuated <laughs> <laughs> insults that have nothing to do with any core point um, and going by the name golf man and getting personal yeah. I mean, yeah. it's personal so fast you, you can't respect someone's argument if they you know uh, they say well uh, I I believe that all, all Americans should have free access to guns and you're a horrible cunt <laughs> right what right. <laughs> we could have had a discussion up until you called me a horrible cunt. Well, and there's, there's no internal logic. That's the funny thing. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's a lot of the times as those guys were pointing out, they weren't talking about that. It, right. It never came up on their show. So they don't even know why they're, t- they're the target of this comment. Right. One of the like, letters in this clip, right. Is it brings up a news story that, that wasn't even discussed on Andrew's show. <laughs> yeah. And, and so golf man uh, wrote all this hate mail in, uh, has come to terms with the fact, not come to terms with, he understands the fact that Luke and Andrew work together. I think he's aware of, maybe maybe not, um, he, he's probably not smart enough to download a podcast. Right. Uh, <laughs> he is that audience that can't be reached until it's one button in your car that Luke <laughs> yeah. likes to talk about. Yep. Um, the last frontier for but podcasts. he is aware of the fact that Luke and Andrew run in the same circles. So there are emails that are addressed to both of them coming in. Well, yeah. And, and obviously they have a, a gay relationship. From I was going to say Paul. they're <laughs> gay and secretly Jewish in one case. Right. <laughs> Because that—that's the enemy right there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that on top Stay of everything tuned. else, just the, uh, the unnecessarily uh, religion attack. It, yeah, it sucks that in 2016, or actually back then, 2013 or whatever, Jews still have to hide from golf men. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, they better. They better run. Um, I don't know that we need to do too much more to talk about this until after the clip. Sure. I, I think we're going to play most of this episode because I think it does a really good job of breaking <laughs> down golf, man. This is for perspective on the timeline. This is sort of later in the golf man experience. Um, he's been around for a while. He's made appearances on TBTL. Some of his letters have been read in the past. The guys do a nice job summarizing their experience with him. And then we get some sort of best ofs. <laughs> of golf man from the past. So this is uh, June 27th, 2013 episode 1372 golf man exposed. And we're going to play uh, a good bit of the episode. So uh, let's take a listen now and then we'll come back on the other side and talk back about it. We read this email from uh, our favorite hate filled listener golf man the other day in which he, uh, he compared you to the uh, one of the guys off the Geico commercials. Uh, let's see. I can actually find this, I do believe. Um, or maybe I can't. Do you have it at the ready by any chance? Uh, I do not, but I will get it in a moment. Is this from Dave? I've got Is it that you're talking no, about? Andrew Walsh. Are you doing side work as a Geico mandolin player? Side note. John Curley, you rule! Yeah. That was the email from Golfman. 
And, uh, you know, we read that because we like to read the funny but really mean things that he sends in. But then we got a confirmation email from a beloved listener up in Stanwood, our friend Dave in Stanwood, who's not a hateful listener. Not at all. He's a love-filled listener. He says, none of us up here are golf man, but for at least a year, every time one of those Geico commercials comes on, we jokingly yell at the top of our lungs, Andrew Walsh. How happy are they, Jimmy? I'd say happier than a bodybuilder directing traffic. He does look happy. Get happy. Get Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. I'm the guy at the end, right? The guy who says could save you 15 You are the bearded guy mm-hmm. who's standing up there with a mandolin. Uh, Dave continues, um, those commercials are played over and over during all the Seahawks games last year. So as each game would go on, obviously we would say it louder and louder and think it was funnier and funnier. Thanks, beer. Uh, also, we were at the Tillamook Cheese Factory a couple days ago, and they were selling Andrew's hat, but with the Tillamook logo on it. Wait, was Golfman trying to be insulting or just point out that the Geico guy is also a friendly-looking guy with a beard? Hey, Andrew, there are guys with beards that look like you, and they're on commercials sometimes. Take that. It hurts. It hurts coming from Golfman. It even hurts a little coming from Dave. Just so, so you take that as an insult? No, not at all. I'm that totally guy's not a, That guy's not – he's not necessarily an unattractive guy. He's a, he's a taller man with a beard, and you're a taller man with a beard. Yeah, no, I'm absolutely fine with that. As a matter of fact, there's another um, – there was a car commercial that was out a while back, I'm going to say about a year ago, where three friends, I believe, are in a car and they find themselves in the woods. I can't exactly remember the details of it. But again, bearded bearded 30s guy was mm-hmm. in that. And a woman came up to me at work and says – Crying softly. She, every, she, yes, in the fetal position. Yep, okay. um, she says, every time we see that commercial, me and my husband um, – and I haven't even met her husband. But she says, that's like the guy I work with. Apparently, like – there's just a, a, a guy, a type that I fit into. Um, I decided to do a little digging on who this mandolin guy actually oh, is. Uh, he is, according to at least one website I found, he is named Alex Harvey. He is a musician and actor from New York City. He is also apparently part of a group called Ario Chuckwagon, <laughs> which is, I believe, a bluegrass... Ario Speedwagon cover band? Mm. These are your people, Andrew. These are my people. Th- these are the people that your beard puts you in league with. I got to shave, man. Uh, I would listen to Ario Chuckwagon. I would not listen to Ario Chuckwagon. Are That's you kidding like, me? Yeah, no. Are you, do you, are you looking for Ario Chuckwagon as we speak? Absolutely. <laughs> and we climb and climb, and at the top we fly. Let the world go on below us. We are lost in time. That's an Ario Speedwagon song. Wouldn't you love to hear that? As an REO Chuck Wagon number? Nope. There was a time when I was in college, I worked on a um, I worked on a folk show at the public radio station I worked at, and so as part of that, I kind of got sucked into the folk scene a bit, and like the host of the show. <laughs> you make it sound like it was a drug problem. It was. I was going a, through a hard time. I got really caught up in the folk scene, and like I, I hit f- rock bottom when I found myself listening to uh, a uh, a folky cover of um, "Toy Soldiers" by Martika. Too many. I, and at the time, like looking back, I, I can't believe that I spent so much time at like these big outdoor, not even festivals, but like parties or whatever it is, where like so many, like huge bonfire, so many people just like, oh, it's time to pull out our instruments, and they would just sit around the fire for hours. You have and just hours described hours. every second of the mummy's life <laughs> right, when he's exactly. not teaching us how to score poppies on a nature walk. Exactly. No joke. That is, you have described exactly his 
hour by hour existence. Yeah, and uh, I remember one time dragging my friend John, who was more of a, a kind of a I don't know new wavy kind of guy. He's a musician himself, and I was like, no, no, just come on, come on, it's fun. It'll be a really big party, It'll big fire. We'll smoke some pot. Like, it's just come on, come along to this. It was one of those things where at the time I was so frustrated with him because. Even if I could have had any enjoyment out of it, he refused to let me enjoy it. He just kept on saying, when are we leaving this picking party? I can't believe you're dragging <laughs> me to a picking party. And at the time, I was just like, come on, dude, chill out. Like, whatever. I have various friends who are into various things. Looking back, I owe John an apology for taking him to that picking party. What is so bad about it? Oh, I mean, I guess it, I guess it was fine at the, at the time. Like, yeah, no, it was fine. No, I no, just no. would never go to one I don't now. want you – listen, I don't think that you need to measure what you're saying or temper what you're saying because you're worried you're going to hurt our listeners' feelings. I feel like there are probably some people listening who are very into that scene, and that's absolutely fine. Well, but I'm just fine, curious. But it's okay for, for you to hate it, as you obviously uh-huh. do, but I just want to know why you hate it. Um, oh, like, let's see. Why do I hate it now or why am I embarrassed that I went to <laughs> then is a different question. Yeah, because I feel like you are typically – like, I, I think uh, – you're usually like, hey, you know, whatever, to each yeah. their own or something. But this seems like a thing. You're drawing a line in the sand when it comes to the band Ario Chuckwagon. <laughs> well, that what if I played I you a little sample thing. of Edgewater Turnaround, one of their tunes? Can I just add in, Boss Hog is going to get them Duke boys <laughs> one of these days. This is actually kind of awesome. Really? You don't like this sound. Like this doesn't. No. That doesn't. That sound does not sound good to you. No. What about I, their cover of "Oh Brother Where Art Thou"? I guess it's not really a cover. It's just yeah. them singing those words. You know what the problem is? You haven't heard Fisher's hornpipe yet. Can you can you uh, solve that problem for me? Solved. Although it's no farewell to Nova Scotia. Oh, the sun was sinking out in the west And the birds, they sang on every tree Now listen, here's the thing. I will say also this isn't necessarily my style. I am a sucker for banjo. Anytime you get some banjo up in a song... I'm usually going to be listening to it, but but I just it's funny because of the there are certain styles of music that just I loathe deeply, like reggae, for instance. You don't uh, like that song? Um, <laughs> well played. <laughs> um, I might have to give you high zero for that. <laughs> Do you know that that's what Mike Pesca's son has named fist bumps? <laughs> no, high zero. I like that. Give me high zeros. Is his son very young? Uh, he's like twenty. Seven? <laughs> is he? I'm trying to figure. No, out. he's like okay. Five. He's or a something. little child. Yeah, okay, yeah. He's he's, he's a little. Because it's good whether you're 27 and you came Actually, up with that or yeah, five. Yeah, I would have been so. I would have been so proud if I came up with. <laughs> yeah. Hey, give me high zero. High zero. That doesn't that make fist bumps seem way less horrible. <laughs> yes. High zero. Good job to. Um, I'm not sure which Pesca. I think that might be Milo Pesca. Um, anyway, what I was going to say is, it surprises me a little bit that you that, that your reaction is as strong to that because I find that music to be, you know more or less inoffensive. I did, though, think we should look into if you could have actually booked the role, Walshki, mm-hmm. of Mandolin Guy in that particular commercial because you do have the beard for it. 
and we've already established you bear a physical resemblance. This is the casting call for that Geico commercial. Wow. Looking for fun, folksy musicians. Okay, you're already out, but just stay with me. How did you find this? Did a little digging on the internet. O'Connor Casting Company is searching for fun, musically inclined individuals for a national commercial campaign for Geico. Are you a folksy musician with a modern quirk? Do you know how to keep an audience entertained in the Buck Owens and Roy Clark picking and grinning tradition? A hee-haw? We're looking for duo acts or solo musicians who play well with others for an opportunity to add fun and laughter to a national commercial campaign. If you are already part of a strumming musical duo or musically inclined comedy duo, we'd love to see you two together. And then there's, there's a description of those two guys. Did you realize that these two guys, they have names? There's a whole like elaborate world for them to live in? These Geico How Mandarin happy guys? are they, Jimmy? I'd say happier than the bodybuilder directing traffic. He does look happy. Get happy. Get Geico. Those guys are named Ron and Jimmy. They were cast as male, 30 to 45 years old. These guys are a folksy, likable duo with a real charm about them. Looking for guys who have a witty chemistry between them or can make it work in a fun pairing that feels natural, fun, and spontaneous. Completely devoid of cynicism, these guys are contemporary rather than country, but still have a very folksy way about them. They need to play an instrument like the banjo, acoustic guitar, mandolin, fiddle, or any other folk instrument. And that's what got us to those two dudes. And so they were already – they were a duo that came in No, they were, they were not. I don't know who the other guy is. They were paired up by the industry. Yeah, exactly. They were totally fabricated yeah, by the like industry, Yeah, the, they're man. like the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> yes, exactly. In fact, Lou Pearlman was behind the pairing of Randy and uh, Jimmy or whatever their names are. There is some – this is about to be – if you can't figure out what I'm talking about without me being specific, this is about to be the worst podcastery we've ever done. But I now, I want you to think about the gravity of what you just said. If this is really about to become the worst thing we've ever done, I assume that the next step is defecating onto the table in front of me and then one Andrew, one sadness. That's actually where I'm starting. Okay. Well, okay. Well, um, who, who there are, is another commercial. There is a musician who became famous from a commercial. It's another something.com commercial. I want to say it's an insurance commercial, but I could be wrong about that. And he irritated people a great deal. He became actually pretty famous for these commercials, dropped out of them for a while, and now he's back. Why are you being cryptic about it? You don't remember it? I just it? can't remember Oh, I thought you were product. trying to protect this person's identity. No, this is why it's the worst. No, no, no. It doesn't remember. have to be the worst. It's currently I want on you, the air right I want now. you to... Just really get into Andrew Dice Walsh headspace because Andrew Walsh doesn't remember these kind of details, but Andrew Dice Walsh has a photographic memory. Andrew isn't here. Oh! <laughs> okay, Dickory, tell me more about Dickory it. Dickory Doc. That's what Phyllis, you know, our friend Phyllis, she yeah. posted that underneath the photo. Oh, I totally forgot about the Hickory Dickory Doc part of that. Okay, so, um, so... So nothing I said even rings a bell to you. The commercials just started running again. They they found another band to fill in for them while he went away. There was a... Um, the reason I... Uh, I, I know he went away for a while. Now Burbank? No, that's okay. Sitting literally six feet away from you, looking at stemware on eBay or something... <laughs> Hasn't been listening. If I sound angry, there's a reason. <laughs> My wife I... has mastered the art of completely and totally tuning me out. You know what I could keep, do Keep right describing now? it. Keep what, describing it. What if I it. just called Genevieve right now? Um, Bad news? Would that no, be no, no. We could, we could do it live on the air, too. We... I don't want to put her live on the air without her talking to her first. Okay. So let me just uh, let me Actually, just this, this. Is, this is great. I, she probably won't pick up, so I'll keep so talking. So this is, is going to get better yeah, as radio. Um, 
because or imaginary she finds radio. It especially irritating. Is it? He's a solo act. Um, he's there with a the band, but he's definitely the lead singer, and he keeps on doing all different genres of music. And he is. Um, well, again, you don't know the product. You can't remember what the product is. Hey, Genevieve. Uh, I'm actually on uh, uh, TBTL right now, but nobody can hear your voice, so don't worry. But what is <laughs> on that? TBTL? No one can hear you scream. <laughs> exactly. What is the commercial um, that has the band and the musician, the guy that you hate, the guy that you hate so much? Freecreditreport.com. Oh, is he back now? He's back. Oh, see, but that's not a real guy. <laughs> like he's an actor that was hired to play. FreeCreditReport.com in this made-up band. Yes, but he became very famous for that, and then right. he thought he was going to go and have a career on right. his own. And they hired somebody else, right, for yes. a while, and now he's back. Right, exactly. Genevieve, thank you so much. Thank okay. you for that. <laughs> Bye, Veeves. Um, so oh, how was that? Was that was that uh, the worst podcastery? Not actually, amazingly enough, but that's more a function of how bad the podcastery <laughs> has been, not, not how – well, see, because – when you said it was like a musician, I thought it was somebody who was, you know, like it was um, Skilo who oh, did oh. Uh, I Wish I Was a Little Bit Taller, I Wish I Was a Baller, or somebody who was famous for being involved in music and was doing commercials. I see. I know That's what you're saying. Description. So, this guy, though, I right. believe this guy from PreCreditReport.com. Yeah. He's Canadian. Well, yes, he's Canadian. I yeah. believe he was a musician of some sort. He got hired for this yeah. gig. And I remember Sean Cole, the, the public radio producer. Yeah. Who's host, guest hosting the story this week. Oh, really? And had seriously one of the best promos I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. He, it ran today on KUOW. And... I it was he was promoting a variety of topics, but then at the end he said, and also, uh, how much humor is okay in the courtroom? He goes um, l- something like, it's not going to be as great with me misremembering it, but he said, how much humor is uh, okay in the courtroom? Um, front runner answer, none or something. <laughs> and he made Radke laugh, like genuinely <laughs> crack up this morning, which was kind of great. That's great. I think that I think that Cole is one of the most talented producers he's, and apparently hosts now out there. He's amazing. Yeah, um, he's really, really, really great. And I'd recommend everybody just uh, do a, do a Bing search. Go to uh, just uh, <laughs> yeah, you can whatever. for now anyway. I think you're safe saying you know, Google. You go, go now, but let me tell you, if they the come AOL. back, they come back around uh, and start watching the show again. We'll just have to delete this entire program. <laughs> Absolutely. Just log on to Alta Vista. Type in uh, <laughs> Sean Cole and FreeCreditReport.com, and you'll hear his story about this guy. It's really fascinating. Apparently, he became so famous for those commercials that he was being treated like a rock star right. everywhere he went. And then um, he got really used to that that fame. And it, it actually, I think it irritated him a little bit, if I remember the story correctly, but it also went to his head. And then I don't know if this is in Sean's story, but then he ends up quitting, thinking he can par lay a career out of it for the job he wants so why am i dressed up like a pirate in this restaurant it's all because some hacker stole my identity now i'm in here every evening serving chowder and iced tea should have gone to freecreditreport.com i could have seen this coming at me like an atom bomb they monitor your credit and send you email alerts so you don't end up selling fish to tourists in t-shirts offer applies with enrollment and triple advantage here comes another one Okay. Well, I married my dream girl, oh, I married God. my dream girl, but she didn't tell me her credit was bad. So now instead of living in a pleasant suburb, we're living in the basement at her mom and dad's. Though we can't get a loan for a respect. You know what I think it's kind of uh, always struck me about these commercials is that the lip syncing was so terrible. Like they didn't, they, they in no way made it a convincing sort of notion that they were playing these instruments and or singing this music 
in the uh, in the moment they were recording. By the way, well, I was shopping for a new car. Which this is the one that cool really, really gets in your brain. Too bad I didn't know my credit was whack. Cause now driving off the lot in a used subcompact F R E E. That spells free. Creditreport.com, baby. Saw their ads on my TV. Thought about going, but was too lazy. Now instead of looking fly and rolling fat, my legs are sticking to the vinyl and my posse's getting laughed at. F R E E. That's Does this roll the bones. I'm just trying to imagine how incredibly soul-crushing these ads must have been to film and record. Now, if they'd offered them to me, I would have, you know, I would have easily and happily knifed you in the back to get the gig. In fact, I still might. But there's just like – to I mean I have been I've I haven't well yeah how many I've been in a couple a couple of national commercials and even if you're in one that's interestingly written and there's like some kind of cool dialogue or something funny maybe dialogue it's like it gets so tedious because you have to do it like a hundred times mm-hmm. and over and over and over again all this different stuff. These you're things, the ABC, give me an ABC on that. Is that what you're saying? A lot of uh, that'd be yeah that'd be some voiceover type stuff. But oh, okay. but but but. These they're just lip syncing. They're in a car and they're pretending to be rapping about freecreditreport.com, <sighs> and they must have had to do it so many times that it just Check must. Get out! Gas prices blowing up sky high. Ditch my used subcompact for a two-wheeled ride. Now I'm rolling eco-friendly, but I still look bad. When the bike store saw my credit, they said this was all they had. I'm singing F to the R to the E to the E to the C to the R. To- what genre would you say that this is? I, um, oh, just tra- traditional pop music, American pop. Who is that that they're trying to get? It sounds the, like it they sound- might be giants. Kind of. I'm in triple advantage. Here comes another one. When you're a rock star, you get to party hard. Champagne and caviar tricked out. Exotic cars, it's just how I thought it'd be. Except the party's not for me. Cause some punk opened a credit card with my ID. Free what? Free credit. This is Report.com. <laughs> That's the site I'm gonna hit when I go home. They know how credit works. They send email alerts. Is this supposed to be Cameo? <laughs> I don't know. Wave your hands in the air like you don't care. Now I'm finding out how bad reality hurts. Offer applies with enrollment in triple. At first, I thought that was almost like a um, uh, presence in the United States sort mm-hmm. of sound, but then they started doing record scratching. Yeah, it's more vice presidents of the United States. I was getting depressed because of all the stress I was feeling at home. Had a poor credit score, and the number would haunt me wherever I go. But I'd move to a place where my credit could stink and nobody would care. I just wish that some. This is Blink-182? I guess, That's kind yeah. of what's going on here. Are they going to a dude ranch? Buddy had told me that place was a renaissance fair. Freecreditreport.com Tell your friends, tell your dad, tell your mom. Never mind them and singing our songs since we first showed up with our pirate hats on. If you're not into fake sword fights, pointy slippers and green wool tights, take a tip from a knight who knows Freecreditreport.com Let's go! Offer applies with enrollment in triple... So would you say that this segment has turned out the way you hoped it would? I'd like to with welcome all the new listeners to Listening to, to nine... Buckle up, everybody, because we're taking a ride. We can strain your relationships and hurt your pride. It's the credit roller coaster, and as you can see, it kind of bites. So sing the lyrics with me. When your deck goes up, your score goes down. When you pay a little off, it goes the other way around. It's just the same for everybody, every boy and girl. The credit roller coaster makes you want to hurl. So throw your hands in the 
the air and wave them around like a wannabe frat boy trying to get down and bring them right back to where your laptop's at. Plug on freecreditfreeport.com. Free credit score and report with enrollment and triple advantage. We're just challenging people to listen to the show now. Absolutely we're like an out, not. We're like outside artists. Listen, I'm the John Cage of <laughs> yes. podcasting. Here's where I, I – this piece is called 441. <laughs> it's 4 minutes and 41 seconds of FreeCreditReport.com commercials. I to get myself a new cell phone so I could hear myself ask a ringtone. Who knew the store would go and check my credit score? Now all they let me have is this dinosaur. Hello, hello, hello. Can anybody hear me? I know, I know, I know. I should have gone to FreeCreditReport.com. That's where I should have gone. Could have got my knowledge on. Credit score I see okay. the problem is I don't listen to enough pop music, like popular pop music. You know what I mean? To know what they're going to know for? exactly. Like I'm sure there's a band that does that exact sort of sound. This is a little bit, maybe a little bit all American rejects, possibly. Enrollment and triple advantage. I feel like the, also these are I feel like weird combinations of music as well. Like it'll sound like they're doing some sort of kind of punky poppy thing, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden there will be a, a twang guitar at the right. end or something. Right. Yeah. We were stuck in a basement apartment, tiny rooms that the sun never blessed. So when we needed space for a family, set our sights on the wide open west. Well, I thought we'd see Sierra Vista. It's interesting watching all of these in a row because you can see he's gaining weight. Not like a considerable amount, but you can tell this represents about like two to three years of uh-huh. the lives of the people that are portraying this band. His eyes are just getting a little bit A little, a bit little deader, deader behind. A little bit deader. What I like about him is like, I'm sure if, if we had an opportunity to interview him, we could say like, what kind of you know music do you make? And he'd be like, well, I just don't really like classification. You know, like everything I was just saying about like something might be poppy, punky, and then right. get a little guitar. I mean, that's really, that's a true musician who doesn't like to be put into you know a lot of musicians are kind of like don't try to put me in your genres i just make the music that speaks to me and speaks to my audience um this is probably in sean's story sean cole's story which i haven't heard but i assume is amazing because he's amazing um if you go to credit card forum the blog there's a whole thing about what happened to the free credit report band which by the way is a great use of the credit card forum blog (laughs) it's like you know, I have eighty thousand dollars in uh, credit card debt, and it's crushing me, and you know, destroying my hopes for a future. But on the other hand, let's just talk more about a pretend band that was in some commercials. <laughs> but what are we doing? You know, I mean, this does not. This I see can, you're saying that this it, does not bill it, it itself as more. a credit card form. This bills itself as a support group for people <laughs> with agoraphobia. I was confused, and we're with, doing a great job of helping them stay indoors. I was getting confused with the other podcast yeah. I work on on the weekends, which yes. is all about uh, that's right credit. Mm-hmm. Um, what would the name of that be? I'm trying to think of something. Um, Give me some credit. <laughs> In charge with Andrew Walsh. <laughs> with Andrew Dice. Walsh. Andrew Dice Walsh. Andrew Dice Walsh is in charge. (laughs) Monthly minimum with Andrew Dice Walsh. Can we have a a segment called Give Me Some Credit? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Whether you loved him or hated him, you had to admit it's uh, a bit unusual to not hear these jingles on TV anymore. Here's what happened. Uh, ExperienceFreeCreditReport.com. Uh, has had an interesting history. In 2005, they were sued by the Federal Trade Commission for deceptive advertising. The settlement was only $950,000, but the company uh, was uh, also um, ultimately forced to change the name. There were multiple other federal and state investigations. 
uh, freecreatorreport.com came out with a band to sing obnoxious, cute, and catchy tunes and hawk the website. So October 2007, they began their freecreatorreport.com band commercials led by a French-Canadian actor named Eric Violette. Um, thanks to successful freecreditreport.com band commercials, the alleged scam became so widespread that when the Credit Card Reform Act of 2009 was passed, lawmakers put in specific language to address the problem. So uh, consumers don't confuse freecreditreport.com with annualcreditreport.com, which is a truly free once-a-year report. This specific language had to be added to their commercials. This is not the free credit report provided by federal law. To make it even more clear, the act called for the FTC to create new rules to force advertisers to say that annualcreditreport.com is the only place for free credit report. Now Mr. Violet would have to sing something like this. Go to freecreditreport.com, but it's not the free credit report (laughs) provided by federal law. For that, go to annualcreditreport.com, the only place for you to get a free credit report. (laughs) Wow, that actually had some meat to it after all. Thus the end of uh, these commercials, for for a certain period of time anyway. Something happened, because they're back, baby. They're back. Um, there's only seven more, Andrew. Free credit score and report with enrollment and triple advantage. Anyway, um, as Carrie likes to say, that was 14 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Oh, Luke. <laughs> they stopped listening so long ago. <laughs> Nobody's listening right now. Um... By the way, on the subject of Golf Man, which is kind of what kicked off a lot of this, um, somebody has now taken to Twitter and made a fake Golf Man account. Have you seen this? No, yet? I didn't even know. About, how did I not know about this? Um, because maybe you hadn't looked at Twitter today. It's a fairly new thing. Huh. And uh, they're called Bruce Golf Man. And they uh, said, Walsh, stop trying to get bleep bleeped by your boyfriend. At Luke Burbank, ya douche. Mm-hmm. And then they followed up with, Queensryche is awesome, much better than that gay s you and your boyfriend Andrew listened to. Oh, so either the real golf man started an account, Doubt or it. Uh, somebody somebody is being funny uh, with us, and they're just sending out mean tweets. But see, here's the thing: it still seems kind of mean. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like people will do this from time to time. It started with <laughs> it's kind of started with you dummy, or hey dummies, uh-huh. and you douche, and things like that. Where like I sort of um. Uh, you know, I respond often to people being mean to us because it, it's a little funny to me. But if everybody starts using that as the way to get our attention, then I, you know, it will, it will, as Tom Tangney likes to say, it will accrete to just a lot of sadness in our life. Accrete? To accrete is to have things sort of add up into uh-huh. into something. Oh, that's a good so word. If everybody is using "Hey Dummy" and "You Douche" and they're making fake golf man accounts, yeah. so to get our attention, right? Eventually, eventually, it will just. It will just accrete to a lot of hurt feelings on our part. Guess who's the Facebook page I'm on right now, by the way? Uh, FreeCreditReport.com guy. Golfman. I don't no. know if I ever told you this. What? I, I've been meaning to tell you this, and this is the first time I've actually been on the page. Why have we talked about anything ever in the history of our friendship that hasn't been about Golfman's Facebook page? Let, let me do what I, I like to do on the radio, which is start with the boring part. I was okay. at the um, I was at the barber shop a while back, mm-hmm. waiting for the old uh, hair to get cut. Yeah. And while I waited, and you only frequent African American barber shops, right? <laughs> right, right. That's how down you are. It's amazing to see you holding forth with seven different versions of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> I love it when he plays an old Jew. He even plays me, which yeah. is incredible. <laughs> 
Um, he actually plays the guy from the Geico commercial <laughs> playing you. It's just layers and layers. But I was waiting uh, for – I was – whatever. On my phone, there was this kind of manage your page app thing that I downloaded. It was just kind of stupid. And I was going to get rid of it because I, I I'm the manager of three different Facebook pages, some of which I have nothing to do with anymore, like the Ross and Burbank Facebook page. So right. I'm I'm on the stupid app. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just once and for all – And like legally prohibited from some of them, like your child modeling right, Facebook right, page that you set up. Exactly. Not allowed to log into that anymore. So I'm on my phone trying to figure out how can I not – how can I make myself no longer a manager of the, the Ross and Burbank page? And so I find myself on the Ross and Burbank page. I'm looking for it, But then I see a button that says banned users. I'm like, oh, banned users. I've never banned anybody from this page, but I inherited this page from the previous producer. So I click on banned users, and there's two people who've been banned, one of which matches the name on the Facebook account. We don't say what it is, I believe, yeah. so, so I'm being careful. But the name on the Facebook ap- account matches the name in the emails that we get. Not Golfman, but the yeah. actual email yeah. address. So I'm like, oh, okay. And and I was like, and then I tried to click on it. I couldn't do it on my phone. So now for the very first time... Can I'm you email me the link yeah, yeah. to the page? Yeah, right now. Does do he that. call himself Golfman on no, the page? it's just his name. So I mean, it's not a hundred percent, but uh, but no. it, it's def. I mean, it's wait, yeah. wait, 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 one second. Yeah. Okay, just send it. I guess I I, had, I, I was searching for the name, and I am. Um, okay. It actually does say whoa. He's a lot of golf on his page. Yeah, right. The very first photo that you see, huge photo of a uh, of a golf course. Wow, this is so weird. He We're kind of looks like a fat it. George Clooney from the side. Oh, yeah. He's a little bit. It's not what I pictured him. He looks more together. Way more together. Oh, my God. Now I'm looking at him dead on. He's posing with Dino Rossi, one-time uh, Republican uh, gubernatorial candidate here in the city. Wow. One of the photos, he looks a little bit like our buddy Steve Scher. We have zero mutual friends. That would be awesome if we had. Yeah. Here's the music that he likes. I feel, now, now, I'm sorry. If you have not listened to the show before – this is again, and you're still somehow listening, which would be remarkable. This is really, really uninteresting to you. If you haven't listened to all the shows where we've read the craziest emails from a guy who only calls himself Golf Man, and just like it's so over the top in terms of its anger and like homophobia and just every bad thing you can think of. And he just says the most cruel things to us, but then I says, mean, we don't really care because yeah. they're, they're not like it doesn't actually hurt our feelings, but it's even by the standards of like people who send shitty things to people that do radio shows, it's a whole other level. So to now look at the uh, the webpage of the person who's been generating, this is crazy. This is like, I feel like we're snooping in his house. Music that he likes, Dr. Dre, Devo. He likes Dr. Dre. He's, a, he's racist. Jack he's Johnson. Dr. Racists can like Dr. Dre. I guess. Uh, Nevermind the Bollocks is an album he likes. Oh, by the Sex Pistols. Yeah. Um and the band uh the Cars he is a fan of the movies Sling Blade Blue Velvet what something tells me he doesn't get anything about Blue Velvet Blue like, Velvet he's watching Blue Velvet for the wrong reasons right can we assume that's yes. the case yes he he just thinks Isabella uh, I'm sorry who's the yeah Isabella Rossellini yeah yeah he just yeah. thinks she's pretty that's and Laura Dern's in it as well and Laura Dern yeah uh TV shows he likes um Robot Chicken. Conan O'Brien, uh, Tosh.0. He read Diary of a Wimpy Kid. That's one of his books. <laughs> Can you find a golf man? 
Can you find a golf man uh, email for me in your email? Yeah, yeah. Just well, find uh, like a good one that we can read <clears throat> along with this information that we're now <laughs> gleaning about his life. Because remember when I emailed him once directly and said, "Hey, bro." Yeah, because there's one thing that I emailed him and said, "You mad, bro?" We should clear up because he writes to us who work on the radio station. We have absolutely no indication that he actually listens to this particular podcast, right? He's never written to this podcast. He writes to the radio show. Right, but then I emailed him from my real email account, and it was not threatening. It was just like – it was kind of like, hey, dude, what do you – you know, we were just trying to figure out if you – if you're kind of playing a joke on us or if you really hate us so much. Why is it exactly that you listen to our shows? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, have you found one? Yeah, I found uh, I found one. It's hard because I don't want to say the racist words that he uses. Just uh, say the first me, letter. Yeah, let me. Uh, some of them I've never even heard of before. I'm just <laughs> assuming that they're. Unfortunately, Those ones you should read because. <laughs> yeah. That's actually right. unfortunately a lot of them are archived by the system already. But uh, so he likes my new co-host because my new co-host is conservative. So this is from Golfman John. John, my co-host John, and liberal. <laughs> I, I'm liberal in that case. I heard of the story about the kid in the pet cage. I, we didn't even talk about this, by the way. I have no idea what story this is. I lived in Hawaii for 10 years. The quote-unquote locals ride around in the back of pickup trucks sitting with their backs to the tailgate to be cool. Sometimes the tailgate opens and these blanks fall out. Oh, I guess I can say that. Moke? Is that a really horrible word? I don't I've never think heard so. of it. Okay, these mokes fall out. Then he says, in parentheses, moke is term for stupid local. Some die. Most are hurt. Survival of the fittest. Let the stupid perish. Not how you spell perish, golf man. Oh, yeah. Darwin. That's, a, that's another uh, kind of awesome angle to all this is that the emails are always full of incredibly, incredibly um, uh, huge sort of grammatical errors. I read this one the other day, but he said, Luke, please act your age and stop saying like every third oh, word. Yeah. You are not a preteen girl. And then he starts the next sentence with an ampersand. <laughs> and also, you cannot, and not is capitalized, pick and choose if someone dies. Now, dies is quotation mark, D-I-E apostrophe S, quotation mark. So – he says dies, but he puts an apostrophe at the end of dies, and he puts it in quotation mark. You cannot pick and choose if someone dies over leaked information. Cut ampersand dry apostrophe. Cut and dry. Leak and prosecute, exclamation point, you liberal douchebags. Enough with your everyone wins attitude we need and need is – he seems to – he capitalizes a lot of words that start with N. In this email, he capitalized not pick and choose – Need winners. Anything that he's he's very big on. Like he wants his ends to be forceful. He wants it to really come through. Uh, he says, "Make the weak stronger!" Exclamation point. Not a village to raise a child. Exclamation point. We need capitalize parents to raise their own children. Five exclamation points. Here's one. Andrew, your bias to Obama is much worse than the Wayne Lampierre people. He's not talking. He doesn't mean Lampierre. He's talking about. I the believe NRA. he means Lampierre. Wayne Lapierre, right? You'd think if anybody would know Wayne Lapierre, it'd be a guy who's clearly, uh, you know, on a different side of this argument than we are when it comes to gun control. That's why it's so weird to see his Facebook page, and he just looks like a t- relatively together guy posing with photos of his family. He just seems like a normal guy. Andrew, your bias to Obama sounds much worse than the Wayne Lampierre people. Your nose is buried so far up his ass that you seem black faced. 
weird <laughs> quotations and stuff all over this. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as your best looking at Cairo, the Cairo team looks like the cast of The Ringer with Johnny Knoxville, also a douche. And might I add, you need to listen to Jason Rantz. Great points, like the 82% of guns used in crimes are stolen. So your pretty douchey leader is not making a valid attempt on anything. Just more blah, blah, blah. He makes Bush 43 look smart. Also, this same person, he liked the Bobby Flay phage Greek yogurt challenge. <laughs> oh, good. He is, as it turns out, also a fan of the music of Jack Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another. Uh, here's another hit from the Golf Man archives. Andrew, you silly Jew. Do you think it is the in the best interest of society to have a penis in your mouth, or if myself and some of my quote hood wearing white friends want to have a cross burning party, legally of course, and force Popeyes fried chicken to cater the event? Question mark. That's what you and your liberal friends are asking for! Exclamation point. What happened to quote freedom of choice in the land of the free? No end quote there, by the way. That's just an open for the rest of his life. Everything he types will be included in this quotation, it turns out. Obama and his flock of sheep socialists are effing up our great country. Go back to Cleveland, you snatch. <laughs> He's a fan of the Kentucky Fried movie. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. That's how, that movie has very broad appeal. Um, and also he found his Air Jordans. He's very excited. On May 17th, he, he posted a link for some Air Jordans that yeah. he was into. He's a, his activities, he likes scuba diving, yep. which that he mentions that in some emails. Um, as, uh, as far as athletes, he likes Anna Kornikova. I'm sure he's just a, a big fan of her uh, athletics. <laughs> G- George St. Pierre? Yeah, uh, GSM, sure. He's an ultimate fighter. Ultimate fighter, okay. He, um, he's just a great uh, thing he put up on April 20th. It was... Um, uh, some pictures of like a really fit lady, like an underwear model or bikini model, and uh, and she has these like sort of uh, angel wings or something on her back. She's obviously a very attractive woman. His comment, and this is the kind of I would hope that people would go and Facebook friend him because you're not going to get this anywhere else. It's a picture of this really hot chick, and then his comment is hot and hard exclamation point. That's a fine woman in body. Shows what a workout can do. <laughs> No he, comments. He is that. a huge fan of Dino Rossi. All over the place, he's liking Dino Rossi. Also, you know what one of his favorite activities is? Misplacing apostrophes. Because under and the golf, he puts under the under his um uh, the, the the Jordans that he posted, where he said, "I found my Air Jordans." I found my Air Jordans, um, and then he has another post of the same thing. My basketball kicks, but kicks is K I C K apostrophe S. <laughs> Huh. Now, maybe this is part of the problem, though. Maybe he's just a product of his environment. Because June 19th, he posts a photo of a golf hole, Meadow Mirror, number eight, right? Mm-hmm. And then underneath it, some pal of his name, Steve, says, Looks like a double bogey to me. Yeah. But uh, look at that photo closely. Is there like a, I think there's a big, is there a beer can in the middle? It's not a very good photo. Is there a beer can or something spilled over right in the center of the photo? Uh, I was wondering if that's what the joke was. Oh, no. I think it's just a beer can. Okay. Anyway, um, we've just got more questions than answers right now about Golf Man. Although I'll tell you this, you know, if you look at the about page, it says that he's the CEO of a company, probably a small company of his own. And I went to that company's Facebook page, and the only thing that's on there. We provide, we provide. 
the leading service in saying really yes, mean things exactly. about Andrew's hidden Jewish heritage. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the only thing that's posted on his uh, his company's website is a photo of Barack Obama mm-hmm. outside of a McDonald's photoshopped to be dressed like um, Ronald McDonald <laughs> with uh, red curly hair, holding up a blue piece of paper that says over one trillion spent. That's what his company does. And it says, anybody out there tired of this clown yet? America has hit Barack bottom. Get loud with us. Please share. Zero likes, zero comments, zero shares. Yes. That's the other thing that kind of breaks my heart about it, is like he's just over here yelling at the top of his internet lungs, and there's very, very little interaction with any of the stuff that he's actually created. He does have a Yahoo avatar of himself playing golf, which I'm going to be honest, know, is a like little that. flattering. I do like yeah, It's a little it's, bit flattering. It's a little flattering. Let's be honest, okay? He's Let's, not the worst looking guy. He's not like, at all. No, no. Not at all. Um, okay, well, he looks a little like Ron Upshaw in this one picture. That's funny. He, you see whatever you want. It's like a, it's like a Rorschach. A doesn't that look? Doesn't he look a little bit like that? Could be a little bit. I'm getting more Steve Share. Are you getting a little whiff of Steve Share? He could actually be both of them. He could be. Anyway, okay. Sorry uh, for that. Well, the good news is we found a more boring way to spend 14 minutes than the previous. <laughs> Did we even talk about anything minutes. on the rundown? Uh, yeah. Uh, some of it. Okay. Good. First things first, I don't think it's entirely fair. Uh, it's not Andrew's fault that he's a liberal Jew douche. <laughs> <laughs> is it born or learned? Uh, he was he was raised wrong. Right, exactly. This is this is uh, this is his parents' fault. <laughs> first of all, there are no Jewish people in Ohio. Yeah, that. First of all, good sharpshoot. Well, not openly. If you're, yeah. you know, it's good for you. <laughs> Or there's, a lot people, of, really. there's a lot of Germans in Columbus. I've had some very good sausage in Columbus. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, as we were saying sort of off mic right before coming back into this, there's a lot to unpack here. And a quick debate that we had amongst ourselves uh, that you all don't have to hear for your own benefit is how much of this episode we were going to play because they introduced the concept of golf man. And then there's a, 26 minute or how many American pies? Mike? Six American pie digression. <laughs> digression Before about commercials. actually get to golf man. Uh, and I lobbied to keep that in. So I'm editing, which means my vote counts by a million. So <laughs> no, no, welcome. It, it, it's worth it. It just, it was, um, I'm, it was just disconcerting when you sent the, when you sent it and it says golf man exposed and I start listening and then I'm like, way into it and they're still not talking about golf man yeah i thought is is the is something not synced up here is this not the right episode and then at <laughs> 32 minute mark they, they That's into it. <laughs> have you never listened to tbtl mike i guess not well uh, <laughs> i i wanted to give them a little bit of credit that they could keep a digression under <laughs> like five minutes hopefully. <laughs> oh come on halfway through Halfway through my unabridged notes, which you guys aren't looking at, I just wrote in all capital letters, none of this is in the show description. <laughs> <laughs> so let's do a fast run through the first half of this clip. Uh, and this all starts because Golfman compares Andrew to the mandolin player in the Geico commercials. I, you could compare Andrew to mandolin player in any indie band. <laughs> So we just need to get Andrew a mic that's about six inches taller than he is. 
And he's going to stand on his tippy toes and lean up to it every time he podcasts. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, the mandolin player from the Geico commercial uh, of Ario Chuckwagon. <laughs> we get into an extended conversation about folk music. Um, quick shot at reggae. And I think it's Andrew who says to Luke, what, you don't like that song? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's beautiful. I love that. That's I solid. Love good, good, punchy uh sweeping insult yeah <laughs> well we know you like uh rash generalizations <laughs> i guess so that's another way of putting it. <laughs> uh the, women, are helpless. Like your... women are helpless and reggae sucks yeah i think that <laughs> nails it hold on i gotta write that down women are helpless and reggae sucks yep uh some other highlights from this first half that I thought made it worth keeping high zeros, which Mike, you've been saying to me for the last three days. Right. Nobody gets it. I've been, I've been saying it. To high zero. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Are you high zero is so awesome. So that's the, he I thinks it's Milo, Milo Pesca, Mike Pesca's son, uh, his term for fist bumps, <laughs> which is great. And um, there's a small chance in our universe that Mike Pesca might hear this. And if you do, Mike, Thank you to your son for bringing us high zeros. Yeah, high zero it, it made us. It made it into our lexicon. I don't know why I didn't make it in anybody else's. Well, they just aren't as good as we are. That's, That's it. Uh, then we get an extended conversation about the freecreditreport.com guy, <laughs> and Luke plays. I don't know a dozen of those commercials. <laughs> yeah. Every single one. I think it's uh, a reprehensible company. I actually like the ads. I like the guy. I like the band. I've I've never been one. You know, because a lot of people like to bash that commercial and those and those guys. I think the writing is clever. I think it's yeah. they're catchy. Um, yeah, it's a horrible, horrible company. Right, <laughs> but good ads, kind of like Whataburger. <laughs> uh, and speaking of ads, we could not remember who this guy was until Andrew makes an off mic phone call to Genevieve for a reminder <laughs> and did anyone else think that that seemed familiar in our modern context <laughs> yes uh, uh they they are students of commercials we find this out in 2013 so i guess we shouldn't be surprised that uh that is andrew's passion project and it uh, is also let me say this way better produced than tbto <laughs> yeah way well, better produced. and genevieve is sort of his you know his google for ads yeah right he has yeah. deep knowledge and and he's he has such a spotty memory that's a good <laughs> match you need someone you need someone with a steel trap mind in the yeah. relationship when you're when you're spotty look it's just a little smoky in there that's not <laughs> uh so patricia i know mike is listening to after these messages are you yeah for sure of course you are i love it i was uh i actually studied advertising as an undergrad so that's right up my alley oh that's great yeah. uh when after these messages came out and we figured out that it would immediately have probably 10 times as many listeners as this show immediately yeah. i knew exactly how matt felt when tdp died <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. He he knew I'd be playing to a bigger audience without him. <laughs> uh, no, really, uh, I doubt anyone listening to this needs the reminder, but go listen to After These Messages. I'm going to say that in the clear and hope that maybe they'll do a commercial back for us at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, what a backdoor pilot that was. 
other notes. Uh, Luke says he's the John Cage of podcasting, just <laughs> challenging listeners <laughs> to listen to TBTL. Uh, since I work in contemporary music, that that was a, a, something I particularly enjoyed. Uh, now we've hit when I said none of this is in the show description. And then after some jokes about podcasts, about credit reports, including Andrew Dice Walsh's In Charge <laughs> and Monthly Minimum with Andrew Dice Walsh. Um, we have a brief foray into a fake Golfman Twitter account, which I took a look at today and it hasn't been touched since 2013. But it does appear to have some rage unrelated to TBTL, which I think is even funnier. Um, the- wait a minute. Let's back up a little bit because I, I went and looked for the golf man Twitter and I found one that was just like at golf man. And it was just, there was one tweet that I'm going golfing today or something or I'm taking today off. <laughs> and he had five followers. He was following one person and that was it. And it was like many years ago. Is that, that's not the one that you, no. I, you I found don't, the no. real one. Right? I found the real fake Golfman Twitter account, <laughs> which is of course uh, you did. I'm not good at this stuff. You're twitter.com slash or, okay. or I suppose okay. you would say at golfman eight six seven five three oh nine. I got it now. I'm looking Golfman's at Golfman's bio <laughs> Golfman's bio is just Leviticus eighteen twenty two. Uh and Golfman joined Taco Jared. Taco is the uh, a picture of a yeah. taco is the banner. Yes, and there's an intricate uh, profile picture of uh, a muscle car and a woman with a beer and a bear with a right uh, looks like a, an automatic assault rifle. Yeah, in front of some explosions and I think a boom mic <laughs> flames everywhere. The, yep. the punctuation on these tweets is killing me. And and of course, of course, the only follower I know is Dave and Stanwood. Hi, Dave. Dave and well, I have be, a great relationship on Twitter. We like to, all the same things. To be fair, there are only two followers. Oh God, of course, Dave. Hi, Dave. Deserve so many more. Uh, well, to be fair, Bruce Golfman has not tweeted in several years now. Hashtag I hate people that have butt sex. Go back to Mexico, you faggot <laughs> bastards. And misspelled faggot. I'm okay, sorry, Aiden, Aiden. I'm so sorry. Yeah, this is a bad episode for Aiden. Uh, maybe, maybe sit this one out. <laughs> you douche. I just called it a douche. I'll never he really has to sit this one out. Uh, where do we go from here? The guys move on from Golfman's fake Twitter page to his actual Facebook page, and they dissect the things that Golfman likes. Uh, we don't need to repeat the whole list, although I will say, uh. His liking of Dino Rossi was convenient for me. Um, lots of weird music mixes. I think uh, Andrew is thrown by him liking Dr. Dre or Luke. One of them is thrown by that. <laughs> it's racist. <laughs> right. Well, if you, yeah, if you're a racist, you're not allowed to like, you're not allowed to culturally appropriate uh, right. music. That's right. Uh, yeah. My favorite, of course, the Bobby Flay Greek yogurt challenge. <laughs> <laughs> What what got me, uh, his sports interests were Anna Kornikova and Ultimate Fighting. I think there's no way, if those are your sports interests, there's no way you're not a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Because you're certainly not appreciating Anna Kornikova for her excellence because she was a very fringy 
a professional tennis player and right. she had some very obvious assets. And if you combine that with a love of just bare knuckle brawling and watching people's bones get broke, <laughs> I can't live with you. I can't, I can't be with you. I can't be around for you to call me a douche. I'm ghosting on you. Well, and that sort of um, the perspective that, that that comment he made about uh, what I'm guessing is a Victoria's Secret model, um, talking about how what a workout can do, was sort of in the same vein, right? It's that you know he's kind of a bag of shit, but he wants to look at women who look like that and says that if they would work out, they'd look like that. I can't believe he's still single. I cannot believe yeah. this guy's <laughs> still on the market with all these all these lovely ladies on his Facebook page too. You'd think he, he is one of them, right? Very careful. He curates his his Facebook page so there are are no uh, there's nobody under an eight. On his yeah. on his Facebook page, and I and I think these are mostly appearances, you know, like like uh, porn stars doing appearances at at local clubs out on the yeah. peninsula, and he's <laughs> jumping in a picture with them, you know, Mike McCauley style. <laughs> Thanks for roping him in unnecessarily. I think we're going for a record for the number of shows we can get him in. <laughs> hey, he keeps coming at me. I'll keep coming at him. But um, the the biggest thing that I noticed about golf man and it's the over punctuation. I, I think if someone under punctuates like, like Mike Pesca he, in his tweets and such, all his correspondence, he under punctuates. And, but we know Mike is a smart guy. We know he's just not taking the time to punctuate. We know he knows how to do it, but hmm. he's in a hurry. He has 10 things to respond to. He has five things he wants to tweet out and he does it and everyone forgives him. If you over punctuate, it says something very different about you. It says you're a dummy and you take a lot of time to demonstrate how dumb you are. Well, I think it also points to a level of unhingedness, right? <laughs> that he can't, a, he can't, can't keep his fingers on the right keys because <laughs> starting a sentence with an ampersand <laughs> is really aggressive. It's, you know, you don't, you don't have time to stop and spell out and you have to get to get right. the point. Yeah. Yeah. You've got, I've got to, I've got to, get on with the sentence and start having my <laughs> items possess a lot uh, of rage. Things. My kicks. What? <laughs> my okay. Kicks. What, what do they possess? Your kicks. Um, <laughs> why is that apostrophe there, son? Well, and the leaving, you know, leaving the, the quote open at the end was also quite good. I thought Luke made an excellent point that, you know, he's always in that space. <laughs> I'm not <Yeah>. done. Ending. <laughs> placeholder it's like uh yeah he put the napkin over his beer when he walked his way yeah. <laughs> I, <reserved laughs> I don't know how right. long it's gonna be but i'm coming back to yeah he's coming back <laughs> uh there's a little bit more in this i mean we get the reading of some of the great uh heavily redacted golf man emails <laughs> and it really just got me thinking about the bigger picture of golf man um I am so glad that he exists, uh, not for the electorate or for the people in his life, but for us getting to have this caricature that has created so much content for TBTL and for the listeners. I mean, Golfman was a daily source of entertainment for us on the Stens page for months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really miss him. You know, it's it's that because uh, you can't make this stuff up, right? It's right. sort of uh, organic comedy. And try as he might to be as big a douche as Golfman, JLJ has just not risen to the level. 
he, he's got we need him up, to yeah. for entertainment purposes. Yeah, agreed. Are you writing down an edit point there, Bobby? No. Okay. <laughs> Finally, some of my JLJ <laughs> stuff can no. get through. No, I just think it's impressive that someone could even fail at that. <laughs> <laughs> he's too smart. JLJ is a pretty smart guy. Yeah. He's too smart. I I I blame I blame his education. <laughs> we well, don't we'll call we, that. We'll call that your Friday fun fact for today. Uh, do either of you have any closing thoughts on Golf Man? I think, you know, what was interesting to me about the end of that segment is, you know, that segment was preceded by our 2.6 American Pies of, of sort of digression. But when they closed this segment, they were like, well, that was boring. You know, sometimes I think they're a little bit tone deaf on what is working for the listeners Mm -hmm. because there was nothing better than that segment. I mean, that was one of the highlights, I thought, just sort of the meandering through his Facebook page and going back and reading the best parts of the letters. Like that was a really tight segment. I was also a little surprised that they went so in depth on his Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Seemed a little out of character for that. Seemed like something more like I would do, you know, (laughs) a little mean. TBTL is always best, but it feels like they've turned the mics off and are just shooting the shit. And I feel yeah. like that's what would have happened if they were just laughing at Golfman one-on-one. They would read through that and be like, who the hell is this guy? What is this? <laughs> and so, I mean, just like always, when we get to kind of peek behind the curtain and, and feel like we're getting that experience of two guys just being friends, those are always the best moments. And they always think those are the worst moments. Yeah. And I guess, you know, when they were running that segment, it was also interesting to me. He had had that information for a while. He just didn't know it. Right. That was my impression that he was clearing out his uh, what his other what his other email account settings or something like that and discovered it. So they didn't I mean, they didn't they sort of stumbled upon it. And I was I thought that was interesting that they wouldn't they've been getting letters from him for years. Right. Before they got to this point. Yeah, the ones that got through. I imagine there's a lot of triage. Well, I think uh, it's interesting that this happened on the week where I got the feedback I got on the LRB page. Um, The reason that that still was in my heart to talk about today was because there there was a grain of truth in it, you know, that, that I think about women a certain way, and it's probably a little bit off of where I should. And that makes it a legitimate discussion. But when someone comes at you the way golf man does, mm-hmm. it's funny because he's got nothing, you yeah. know, yeah. it's, it's all hateful. It's all ill-informed. And <laughs> so you can, you can laugh at it. It doesn't like, it doesn't eat at you. You just, it becomes a good time. And that's what I loved about golf man. Yeah. And they did mention too, that when people, when the listeners adopt that kind of language, it's not funny anymore. Right. They, yeah. Cause they actually care. They care when, when we say, Hey, you dummies, that's funny once it's <laughs> right. not funny a thousand times right? because they do take it to heart. So it, it's true that, that the, I guess the extremism of golf man's point of view is what makes it funny and not threatening. Mm-hmm. Just like everything else. And this actually came up on another recent episode of ours. You just have to be careful not staring into the void too long. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, my 
auto signature to all TPTL emails for the last three years has been Yadoosh. I should probably change that. Um, yeah, I miss him. Uh, I would love for him to come back and give us a new round of comedic uh, stuff, but he probably assumes that they're both just dead and gone. I wonder <laughs> if he's ever got Cairo on when, say, Andrew was filling in on Ron and Dom recently and if his ears just perked up like a dog whistle. Oh, yeah, <laughs> probably. I, it would be great if he would listen to TBTL. Uh, can you send him like a tutorial on how to download? <laughs> we have his Facebook page. Just send him a just message. Send him, send him a CD of set <laughs> <laughs> a mixtape of TBTL. Eight, eight tracks are real easy. You just pop them in. Probably right, that'd pro- that. probably work with his equipment. Yeah, over there. Oh no, uh, no, I'm sure. I'm sure that he has in some overpriced car. I'm sure he's got all the latest media. <laughs> sure, if I send him a CD, he can put it in. Yeah, for put, the ladies. Open the trunk. Put it in that twelve disc changer he's got back there. That's a good point. I'll send him 12 episodes of TBC. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Um, I guess I'm in charge of housekeeping tonight. Uh, buy some stickers and do some archiving. Um, how to get involved. <clears throat> our website is littleredbandwagon.com, our Facebook page, uh, where you will find lively debates of how I screwed up on the show. Um, Little Red Bandwagon, uh, that's on Facebook. And you can go to the Stents page if you like. There promises to be a lot um, lot more posts about tacos and Trump uh, over the next few days because that's all that ever seems to go up there. Personal Twitter's at Drew McFrizz, at Kissy Eyes, K-I-S-S-I-E-Y-E-S, at R-L Pape, at Dadstronaut, that's Jeremy, uh, at Meredith underscore Mahan, no Y. Um, well, I, just reading um, just reading Jeremy's uh, Twitter handle there, it reminded me, about something um jeremy mentioned you in our show chat the other day patricia you um you sharp shot sharp shat him about <laughs> something uh and he was over the moon about it because he finally <laughs> felt like he was part of the gang oh well and, i'm happy to oblige and we we appreciate your involvement with the show keep us on our toes all the time thanks mike um the show twitter's at lrb podcast patricia do you have a, a twitter account and if so I do, but I stick with my Facebook most of the time. Okay. And people are welcome to friend you. You you love oh, sure. strangers coming up to you in the theaters and on Facebook? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemails 802-432-TBTL, 802-432-8285. Patricia, this was a long time coming. It was a very complicated one, and I'm glad we got Bobby on it because Bobby, um, he's he's a like the – negative image of golf man he, he, <laughs> he does a lot of stalking and mailing and and commenting but it's all funny and it's all good um so i wanted to have him on to do this and it was it was a pleasure thank you for doing it thanks a lot you guys except for those guys in oregon i am seriously considering packaging up the garbage around the house and shipping it to them <laughs> What did you say? You're going to mail them some duck sauce packets? That- I'm just just within what I can see in my office right now. I have some packets of duck sauce. I think we had Chinese food at work one day, and I couldn't bring myself to throw them out because I'm a cheap bastard. So they made it home, and now they're just sitting on my desk. Uh, yeah, we've probably got food uh, like in the back of the cabinets from years ago that made the move with us when we bought this house. <laughs> sure, just you know, flat rate shipping box. 
uh, pulling my Jen Andrews, keeping the post office in business way. Uh, well, from what I saw in a video last night, clearly enough people have sent dildos at this point. <laughs> right. They don't need any more of those. Oh, I'm not spending any money on them. So. Oh no, I'm just saying used, used ones. I, I, we we talked about how the dildo lo- loses 99.9 percent of its value as soon as it's sold. I mean, right. the secondary market for dildos is just terrible. Yeah, you it's drive that off the lot one. and. You're done. Yeah, that's it. People assume the worst. Uh, before, before we wrap out here, uh, and none of this is getting cut, so sorry. <laughs> eight, you have family and friends you were hoping to three. share this with. I'm so sorry. Um, uh, Patricia, thank you not only for coming on and bringing us golf, man, and for being so patient while we finally figured out a time to do this and, and do it right. I can't guarantee we did it right, but we finally did it. Uh, done. Thank you also for for being um, Mike's jury. We sprung that on you. I'm pretty sure notice. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate having a, a lady's perspective on that, and also yes. an outsider's perspective because uh, I, I should on Mike enough. He doesn't need me beating on him. Yeah, I don't this. even listen to Bobby anymore. Sure, so. who would? And by the way, Bobby, we prefer to be called broads, not ladies. So <laughs> I actually had a note, another note, right under wives with knives on my notepad. I wrote, girl. Uh, I think Mike called Tierra a girl, and I just wrote oh, female God. American. Oh, no. Did I really? Oh, God. I'm sorry, Tierra. American with breasts. Sometimes we Woman. Do. Yes. You're a woman, Tierra. Uh, Mike is an American with breasts. Oh. Have to be careful. See? See? Now it's getting personal and hurtful. See? All right. Let's, let's get out of here so Mike can go cry. Too late. <laughs> uh, we don't have a Christie, so... Uh... Uh, until next time uh, this is the next party we love you Jen nailed it uh, and I think what I'm introing and you're Christy Mike yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not even close <laughs> I know I can't do it I have no vocal range at all <laughs> E. E. E.